0: hi everybody brian sussman here hidden headlines faith family freedom little different podcast for you right now but let me just start by saying all of the podcasts that i present to you via hidden headlines if nobody else listens i'm okay with that if nobody else but me listens i'm okay with that i I do these for me really first and foremost because I get passionate about a particular topic, and I've just got to unload. I've got to unleash. I don't have my radio show any longer. And as a result, the podcast is a great venue. It's, it's therapeutic. However, at the same time, I know that a lot of you are really enjoying these podcasts. But just look at some of the most recent titles. I'll give you this one. Um, History's Warning Signs. Is it too late to correct America's decline? Don't buy it. Separating reality from propaganda. Propaganda is a topic that I really, really enjoy studying. And virtually everything you're seeing right now, from CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, all of the alphabet channels, and and quite frankly, a bit on Fox. It's all propaganda. Podcast number 81, proof of vaccination via invisible tattoos. Is this the mark of the beast? I got news for you, folks. I published that one 29 days ago. Nobody was talking about the immunity passports then, the COVID passports. Now it's becoming a mainstream topic that's being accepted by so many people with the right mind. I guess you want to become communist China in no time flat? Go, go with the, uh, the immunity passport. How do you think the Chinese communist government keeps a billion people under their thumb? It's through things like this. Then, of course, about 14 days ago, we had the latest swipe from the cancel culture, Christian nationalism. That's where they're calling it, Christian nationalism. Oh, you're a Christian, and you're a white right-winger, and you voted for Trump. You're a Christian nationalist. Oh, just wait. A podcast I'm going to do very soon is The Christian Terrorist. That's going to be the next thing you'll begin hearing. Remember this. When the propaganda machine rolls it out, Christian Terrorist. But where am I going with all of this today? Well, I'll tell you where I'm going. I'm going to bryansussman.com. And I'm going to read you my latest blog post. Uh, this has to do with the fact that I am broken hearted because my dog Lulu is gone. Uh, many of you who have had dogs who you've had to put down, put to sleep. Uh, we had to do that to our beloved Lulu on Monday. I'm recording this on Wednesday, the 31st. Lulu was a Catahoula Leopard Dog. Catahoula Leopard Dog. That's the state dog of Louisiana, by the way. It was a dog that my wife and boys selected from the San Francisco SPCA over 14 years ago. My wife Susie had just sold her businesses and she had promised our two younger boys, Ben and Josh, that once, once she sold the company, our family could get a dog because then she would have time To devote to that dog because at the end of the day she'd be the one taking care of it most of the time but that dog was a godsend seriously that was a that was a gift from the lord to us lulu and uh josh was i think turning maybe 10 at the time and ben was he was later in high school and uh oh my gosh they just loved they loved that dog. It was, it was therapeutic for them in so many ways. Now, of course, at the time, I was hosting the KSFO morning show in San Francisco. And every Friday, some of you probably remember this, we had a segment with the SPCA in San Francisco called Puppy Love. And the folks from the SPCA would bring an adoptable dog into the studio, live in the studio, and introduce it to our audience. And on this particular Friday, it was a really cool-looking pup, I don't know, maybe just a few months old, with a leopard-like coat. And I immediately called my wife and I said, get to the SPCA right now. You will love this dog. And so Susie and the boys took off for the SPCA, but they were beaten by another listener. I mean, this was a hugely popular segment. So they were beaten. However, However, there was a different puppy from the same litter who became ours. That was Lulu. Now, the dog's name, by the way, was declared on the ride back home from the SPCA by Ben. Ben said Lulu would be short for Honolulu because I think we had just taken a vacation to Hawaii and Ben really loved Honolulu. And Lulu, Lulu quickly learned to become the great guardian of our family and our property. She, and, and by the way she loved to tree raccoons that's what these these dogs were were are made for in louisiana they could they can they can stand off a pig <laughs> they can tree raccoons uh, she even mixed it up i would say successfully with ma- many skunks she mixed it up with and <laughs> she would get all you know she would get all stanky but uh you you did not want to be a <laughs> You did not want to be a skunk in her, uh, in her eyesight because you, the, skunk, the skunk would never live. And we were always worried about rabies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Anyway, eventually she was chasing three raccoons up a tree on our property and she broke her pelvis in the process. And then later, she blew out her left ACL running down the stairs as fast as I've any, ever seen anything move downstairs to chase some more. And sadly, she never really recovered from those injuries. Uh, nonetheless, she remained a faithful friend to anyone who gave her loving attention. And she, she still, her job was taking care of us. Her job was guarding the property. And despite her injuries... She continued to carry out those functions best she can. And she did a great job. She did a great job. But again, she ended up struggling a lot with physical ailments over the years and a variety of digestive issues. And She would often groan. You'd hear her laying down and she would just groan. And she oftentimes had difficulty laying down and getting back up. But that said, she continued to enjoy slow walks on the beach with me. And she loved getting hugs and pets from Susie and me. But 14 years, uh, we decided to put her life to an end on three different occasions, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Sue made an appointment with the vet, and uh, I called the vet. And I told him we can't do it. We're not doing it. Forget it. We're not doing it. And it was interesting. That particular time we thought, well, listen, we we took Lulu. Oh, then we made another appointment with the vet. <laughs> and and we we remembered, gosh, the first time when we met Lulu, like a week or two later, we took her on a camping trip. Let's take her on a camping trip to end her life. So we took her on a camping trip. I'm telling you something, she bounced back. She bounced back. It was incredible. And again, we had to call that one off. But this time around, we knew it was indeed the time. And again, as I mentioned in the onset of this podcast, many of you have been there before. True confession, I actually prayed that the Lord would give me a sign that this was going to be the right move this time. So I I took Lulu to the beach for one last walk on Sunday. And I remember telling her, this is going to be your best day ever. It'll be your best day ever. I took her down to the beach and I planned on letting her walk off leash, off leash around uh, a lagoon where she always wanted to go and sniff around. I was going to be there as long as she... If if it took hours, I didn't care. This This was going to be her best day ever. If she could stay out there, I was ready to stay all day long. And then sadly, less than a half hour into the walk, Lulu's left leg failed and she completely collapsed to the ground. And she was in such discomfort that she refused to even budge. I had to call up my son Ben to come help carry her home. And while I waited for Ben, I just, I laid on the sand and I just talked to Lulu. Stroking her gray coat. And in those particular moments, I I, I think she understood some of the things I was saying. But more than anything, I was, just, I was recounting 14 years of great memories. 14 years. And about 20 minutes later, as Ben arrived, suddenly and determinedly, she and gingerly at the same time, she stood up, she saw Ben coming, she was able to stand up very gingerly, and she pointed her nose towards home. And that was my sign. That was my sign. She was in a lot of discomfort. Yet she was trying so hard. I keep thinking of that ride to the vet. Poor Lulu had no idea what was going to happen. However... If we were placed in a similar role, would any of us really want to know what was going to happen? And here was Faithful Lulu. She followed our commands all the way into the patient room where she obediently rested on a mat on the floor. And Susie and I looked into her eyes, just telling her what a great friend she'd been. And how she'd been the perfect dog for our family. And we acknowledged to her, we knew she was in a lot of pain lately. And we thanked her for always trying to do her primary duty, which was take care of us. We also told Lula that she was going to go to sleep. And we assured her it wouldn't be painful at all. And faithful Lulu, she accepted everything we told her. And through our tears, we thank God. We thank God for giving us such a great job. She was perfect. She was just what our family needed. And pretty soon the doctor entered and administered a sedative and and then left. And immediately Lulu became drowsy as we continued to pour out love. And then a few minutes later the doctor returned and asked if we were ready. And manning up I replied through my tears, I guess so. And it wasn't really true. I wasn't ready. How could you be ready for something like that? Susie looked into Lulu's drowsy eyes and I remember she softly said, We love you, Lulu. You're a good doggy, And you're going to have a nice sleep. Indeed, it was seemingly just seconds later When the vet gently informed us, she's asleep. (sighs) Gosh. I miss that dog. And you know, I wish I could relive those last minutes with her. Seems like I just didn't say enough. We took her body back home and buried her overlooking the beach. You know, curiously, the Bible doesn't give us any explicit teaching on whether our beloved four-legged friends have souls or whether they'll be in heaven. However, the Bible does state that both humans, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and animals, Genesis chapter 7, verse 15, possess the glorious breath of life. The Bible's ancient book of Psalms also states this, a good person is concerned for the welfare of their animals. It's Proverbs 12, verse 10. So in this matter, friends, I don't know. I don't know, but I do know this. There will be a ton of wonderful surprises in heaven. And that said, I can't help but dream that Lulu is having the best day ever. If you'd like to see a picture of Lulu, just go to my website, BrianSussman.com, and there's a blog post entitled uh, "Brokenhearted." You'll find it right there. Her picture is right there. What a what a cool looking dog, man. She was awesome. And that wraps up this edition of Hidden Headlines, a little different twist, but thank you for allowing me to express just what's in my heart. Again, bryansusman.com. God bless you guys. Really appreciate your listenership. And God have mercy on the United States of America.